Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. I think I could categorically say that if I was to talk to every single individual in this room, that they would say and they would admit that they want the blessings of God in their life. Would, couldn't I categorically say that? I mean, who doesn't want that, right? I want to talk about the blessings of God and this morning. You know, we will end our services most often with number six. May the Lord bless you and protect you, right? May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor, give you his peace. But we all want the blessings of God in our life. And I want to speak to that this morning, Last, and I'm going to be uh, in Matthew chapter 5. But before I do that, let me give a little bit of intro with, as far as where my heart's going on, uh, going uh, with this this morning. Uh, last night, as you know, was a very beautiful night, very wonderful weather, wasn't it? Anyone outside last night? So we had some friends over, Josh and Jennifer Stewart were there, they're visiting us from... from uh, Oregon, right? Uh, for those of you who don't know, Pastor Josh was a, um, was a pastor here on staff at Generation Church before they went up to Oregon and uh, to be especially with Jennifer's mom and father. And so uh, we miss them, but uh, we love them and they're, they're definitely a part of us. Michael and Michelle Wardlaw were, were there last night. We just had a nice time just uh, around the table in the courtyard and uh, just sharing together and, and just having dinner with good friends. And the conversation when we were there, it began to evolve, and we were talking about life scriptures. We were talking about, you know, scriptures that perhaps there's one particular in, uh, scripture in the Bible that you cling on to, something that you've gone, you know, for my life, I want this scripture. Many times a mother and a father in dedicating their children, they will grab a scripture and say, I want this scripture for my child. I think it's actually really beautiful. And um, so we were just talking about life scriptures. I went first um, and I uh, shared the scripture, which really our purpose statement is based on. And uh, I, where Paul in Second Timothy says, I have fought a good fight. I finished the race and I kept the faith. Uh, be firm in faith, fulfill your call, finish well. It comes from that scripture out of Second Timothy. And I, I like the scripture so much because it's, it just seems to be such a scripture of battle, of war. I have fought a good fight. And so re, I, I like that because for me personally, going through this life, we're always going to have fights. We're always going to have battles, but God's faithful, right? And so that's just a scripture that I have. And uh, Michelle went next, and she, uh, <laughs> she had a great one. It was 1 Corinthians 10, 23 that says, Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything is edifying. So that's a great thing to govern your life, right? Well, then Josh, uh, Pastor Josh, he pipes in there and he goes, well, I don't have a particular scripture. He goes, but I do have a chapter. So I'm just like, okay, trying to outdo us all, you know. Well, Teresa then chimed in and she just said, well, then I have a favorite book, you know, that this, this book of the Bible is my favorite. And, and so uh, it was beautiful because Josh, at that point, he quoted, I believe, the first 17 verses or so of, 
of uh, yeah, yeah, I think he was showing off personally um, that he had that memorized. But uh, I want to I want to read that to you this morning. But uh, it's the scripture. It's the Sermon on the Mount, and it's the Beatitudes where um, Jesus says, "Blessed is," right? And we all want to have the blessings of God in our life. But let's uh, blessing. Uh, let me look at that a, a little bit here with you. It refers to a state of well-being in relation to God. Our blessings are secure now and forever. It's not circumstantial prosperity. So many times in this life, we think of just the blessings of God in our life now, but it goes far beyond. Those in Christ, we rest in the grace and the mercy and the power and the promises of our Savior and God will not fail, and God will not falter. Our hope isn't in ourselves, but in what God has done and what He will do. So I want to read this, and I'm going to stop at, uh, at uh, verse here and then continue at the, at the end, say a little something in the middle, and then um, hopefully you are refreshed out of this. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus said, seeing the crowds... He didn't say it, but seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened up his mouth, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. You know, the Bible says mercy triumphs over judgment. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when others revile you and they persecute you and they utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall the saltiness be restored again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You, you are the light of the world. A city on a, a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp, and they put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to God, your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth has passed away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the, the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same, will be uh, called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds 
that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. It's just religious law. And then, and then the chapter goes on. It talks about anger, lust, divorce. It talks about oaths. It talks about retaliation. And, um, yeah, and it's, uh, speaking of, it's making choices that are better and, uh, than any, because all of our choices have consequences. So it's, it's about making the better choice. Actually goes a, a lot with what Michelle's verse was. It's better uh, to lose fleeting pleasure than to suffer the adverse consequences of sin. That's what these last few things are talking about in all those areas. We put away things that cause us to stumble, and we enjoy the benefits of kingdom living. The theme is don't be tempted and enjoy sin now because the cost is going to be greater later. Denying self is better. It applies in this life and also in the judgment seat of Christ. Right? Because we will, as believers, be judged for our life. We're not condemned to hell, but we're judged for what we knew and what we were good stewards of. And it ends like this. Verse 43 says, love your enemies. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise in the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than the others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You, therefore, must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Let's live a life of blessing. Let's uh, adhere to the words of Jesus. Let's put Matthew chapter 5 as a life principle, principles that we put into our life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word does bring life. Lord, all of us here want to become more like you. I ask God that we would begin to draw lines in the sand where that's not true, where that can't be said of us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to live under your blessings, under your protection, under your love. Help us to embrace the things of you and not the things of this life. Help us to truly, Lord, live under your blessings. For rich in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.